Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Rocking the Casbah right now. We're rocking the canoe because it's time to talk to Supercoach. He probably doesn't like the title of Supercoach, but he has been the mastermind, part of an incredible team, the one half of the Dame Lisa Carrington Roadshow. And it's more than just a roadshow. This is this is more this is more about two individuals. This is about how do you how do you inspire an individual to such feats? That is the coach of the decade at the Howberg Awards and also nominated yes again in the coach of the Academy. Gordon Walker joins us live on SNZ. Uh, morning, Gordon. Morning. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, mate. A little quote of yours which fascinates me. In life, just try and find something that gives you energy. Yeah, where where did that come from? Uh, oh, actually, uh, I think um, when I thought about that one, I was uh, it was actually with a mate of mine who we were talking about our kids actually, and just you know what is it that they you know or what what um, you know how are you trying to get them into sport or or try and um, you know motivate them to or try and find something to, to motivate them. But I was like, man, what, whatever it is that they. Um, have energy for or, or gives them energy, just try and try and find that and keep them going back to that. And, um, you know, I definitely notice with people that are into sport, um, you know, they're, they're doing it because that's what they want to do and that's what they're inspired to do. So um, really just trying to give people a reason to, to turn up the next day, I think is a really important thing as a coach. Like, it can, it can be about the, tra- you know, you can have try and have the right training program or the best technique and stuff, but I think the main, one of the main things you need to do is try and you know give people some sort of inspiration to to want to turn up the next day, and if that gives them energy, then um, you know that's a that's just a good way to live. I was I was reading uh, that your dad, who was a a teacher, was always about puzzles and breaking things down into parts. Is that a key part of your coaching mantra to to break a coaching program down into small parts to make the athlete understand that's how you become successful? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, that's something that I guess I, I kind of did intuitively. And then as I've gone on and spent more time coaching, I've realized that that's actually a really, you know, a really good thing to do. And, and that um, because it was intuitive to me, it was kind of obvious. Didn't realize it wasn't as obvious to others. And then just showing them through, you know, with, with whatever they're trying to undertake, you know, trying to break it down for them. Because when someone tries to take on a big task, like no matter what it is, you know, um, like a, a big goal you may have, when you think of a huge, the, the big goal is like it, it's too much to think of in one in one moment. Whereas if you were to break it down into some components and then just try and, and then talk about one of those components and then they see that, oh, that one's easy, I can do that one. 
and then you go through the list and there's 10 of them. Yeah, I, can, I think I can do all of those 10. But when they think of the whole thing in one go, it's too much. So you're just breaking it down into its sort of component parts is, is really, really helpful. Like, um, you know, that sort of um, yeah, depreciation by analysis is a, is a good way to approach things, I reckon. When was the moment you realised you're a half-decent coach or should be a coach? I mean, you, you, want, you wanted to be a cyclist. That didn't work out. You actually won a few coast-to-coast, coast, which is ridiculously good. But when did you realise you could offer more as a coach than try and be the athlete that you wanted to be? I mean, I think a, a, a big part of coaching is who you're coaching, right? So... I mean, I'm, I've been extremely lucky to to coach, you know, Lisa, who's obviously, as people know, she's our, our most decorated Olympian in terms of the number of medals. So, and that, that that's, um, you know, there's a bit of luck involved in that. So, and, and then I've coached them, you know, a lot and still do currently coach a lot of really amazing athletes. So a lot of coaching is who you're working with. And so I'd sort of first acknowledge I've been really fortunate there to... To coach some great athletes because you know they they can teach you so much. So um, I think I, I realised that I was on onto a good thing. You know, early on in the early days when I was coaching canoeing, not just Lisa but also another girl called Erin, because they were just so enthusiastic to learn, so enthusiastic to get better, and um, I was the same. So I wouldn't say that there was a moment where I thought I, I was going to be good, but I was definitely a moment where I thought, okay, I think I think we could be good. As a team, I'd like to know what is the secret sauce in your relationship as a coach athlete with Dame Lisa. Well, I mean, I think something that's probably um, more evident to me now is is that um, it's the ability to kind of go through challenges together and to to sort of stick together. That would be one of the main things, to be honest. Um, as much as there's, say, maybe some good things in terms of the ways in which I may communicate things and that she hears things and, and so on, I think a big a big factor is um, is kind of staying, you know, standing standing the test of time when things get really challenging. And because um, as, as I, you know, you talk about IP and so things, as you go through you know, experiences together, you learn more and more and more. And if you were to make changes in your training structure or training program or coaching, you lose that IP. And I think it's a, it's a bit like um, the compounding interest that you either have or don't have. Like if you have some money in the bank, you know, your compounding interest is really good. If you owe a lot of money, your compounding interest is not so good. And I think um, by by investing in each other and taking the time to stay with each other, um, you know, for Lisa and myself, but then also for the other team that we have around us, get the sort of compounding interest effect and I feel that um, a big factor has just been um, like a, a consistent team that she's had around her uh, for a long period of time has made a, a huge difference. Does she ever push back on anything you say? Does she get cranky with you? Absolutely, yeah. Like I don't, she's definitely not just a whole, you know, okay, um, whatever you say is whatever I'll do and, and vice versa. So I think there's, there's, um, a lot to be gained from having those challenging conversations. That, that, that's how you, you know, you'll become better um, because you'll, you'll learn something you didn't know or um, you'll realise that um, someone has a different perspective that you, you should listen to. So 
Um, I wouldn't say it's, uh, you know, it's quite a lot of times where she may she may push back on something. There'll be a lot of times where she may challenge something or whether when she just may want to ask more questions. And um, she's, a, she's a questioner. She wants to know what's the reason for this, what's the purpose behind this. So, yeah, plenty of those times. You're in a sport which is all about speed and power. From the time you took on Lisa, and I think it was around 2010, what have been the biggest changes that you have made to where she is now? I think, well, she, I mean, she's, you can't be that good without being naturally good, right? So she's got a, an extremely awesome, you know, physiology mm. suited to the sport of kayak, like to, to, to be paddling a kayak over the distances that she, or the time that she paddles, like 40 seconds to two minutes, her physiology is, like, it's perfect. So she's very naturally explosive, powerful, with a lot of speed. So I think one of the, the big things that I, that, that I sort of um, that I offered when we started was some structure, and the structure enabled her to get a better level of fitness. And um, I think, you know, she's improved in all areas. She's She's significantly physically stronger like her gym strength is way stronger than what it was um, so she's improved in all areas but one of the biggest areas is she's just fitter so she was always fast but can you be fast enough for long enough and that's the question like in every event no matter what you're doing you know, whether it's a sprint or an Ironman it's not, it's not who's fastest it's who slows down the least it's always a, a concept I've had in my head and it's like Lisa you are always quick enough but can we just stop you from slowing down? And if we can do that, then maybe you could be good. And that is a simple concept. What about the psychological aspect? Because, you know, I, I, I'll use this analogy. Sometimes you've got a boxer in a ring who needs to be sat down in the corner after every round to be told what to do. And then you've got natural talent that knows what to do. What is she? I think she's a bit of both, to be honest. Like, she's she's humble enough and, and a, a really keen learner who want to listen to, you know, not just myself, but there's a number of other people, particularly her sports site, um, DG, who, who really influenced her way of thinking, but her her mental growth, um, you know, over the course of 10 years has been you know, astronomical. So, um, but at the same time, she, she did have a natural kind of um, feeling for where it needed to go. She was naturally... You know, it would be wrong to say she's naturally good under pressure because the pressure was tough. Mm. But at the same time, she was good. So there's, I think she's just that. I mean, when the great people are always a combination of, of both of the, the two, you know, kind of like what end of the spectrum is this one coming from? Like the great people are, you know, they're hard, they, they work hard and smart. You know, they're, they're not either hard or smart. They're, they're both. So she's probably that one of those people, which is, a, is, is kind of a, a great combination of, both of those things you talked about. Gordon, how much thought did you give to saying no to another Olympic cycle when Lisa announced she was going to Paris? Um, well, that's a good question. Uh, I mean, I think um, a, a big part of, I guess, what what would have made me carry on was, I guess, um, the opportunity to to still become better for her and for me. And so that was that was a consideration. If that if that was still on the table, then there, there was much more chance of um, carrying on. But certainly, 
in this game, it's it's tough because you know there's one of the hardest things I guess to, for the general public to appreciate about being an athlete is is every minute of every day you're thinking about becoming better. And some people work eight hours a day, some people work seventy hours a week. It's a tough week, but as an athlete, you may only train ten, twenty hours a week, but every minute of every day you're thinking about becoming better. And so that as a coach, you need to have the same attitude. So. It was that one that was a tough one to really think through. But, um, yeah, I, I, didn't, I wouldn't say I thought about it for a hell of a long time. But <laughs> yeah. I just knew that I needed to think about it. Yeah. Wife, your wife, Viv, gave you the sign-off pretty quickly, did she? Uh, I mean, I think, you know, a, a huge part of how we've, you know, managed to do the last 10 years is Viv, uh, she, she's as passionate about it, you know, in her own way as I am, so... Um, but, yeah, there's just no way it could have happened without him. Has Lisa Carrington made you a better coach? Oh, no question, yeah. No question, I think. You know, there's so many things that, you know, I've, uh, that we've learned together. And uh, I remember, you know, in the first pages of um, Michael Johnson's biography, which I read, was he, he thanked his coach for, you know, for making him the athlete that he was. But then for them... You know, for for learning together and the the latter parts of his career, and I think I'd be the same. Is that maybe there was you know initially a, um, a lot more that I would have known that she would have known about the training, but um, over time that's balanced out. And um, yeah, there's, there's there's no way I would know the things that I know about performance, about what the body's capable of and the mind is capable of without having the opportunity to to kind of work with someone who's as great as she is. Gordon, I appreciate your time. We're very lucky to have you in our system. But just one quick question, and you can give me a quick answer. Is there another sport you want to coach? Oh, I'd love to coach, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I love, I still coach a few other people in different sports. And, you know, um, cycling's one that, um, you know, has always interested me. <laughs> Even though you fell off, right? And then that, 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 <laughs> yeah. that stuffs your career. Gordon, congratulations on being nominated again. I know you don't like awards, so we won't go on about it, but congratulations. And uh, uh, back on the lake, pal, you probably, she's probably waiting for you. Yep, yeah, we're done a session this morning. One more to go this afternoon. But, yeah, um, appreciate the, the call. And, yeah, it's um, yeah, great, uh, great honour to be nominated. And, and as I said, it's um great honour to be, you know, working and coaching someone that's great as Lisa. Thanks, mate. Appreciate the time. Gordon Walker, coach of the decade at the last Halliburg Awards and nominated again as coach of the year. That is one very intelligent but humble individual. Uh, Gordon Walker, coach of Dame Lisa Carrington.